the plan of God, the original plan of God, did it fail? That's right, the original plan of God. Did it fail? Or what is the, what was the original plan of God? Because as we um, talk today, we find that there are many different um, aspects of the plan of God for mankind. I'm in Sarah Stanberry, and we're just glad to be with you this evening on Gulf Coast Christian Connection. That's Gulf Coast Christian Connection here on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, and we are a product of New Dawn Christian Network here on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, and we are just excited to be with you here to, with you today, knowing that everything is okay. Everything is a-okay in the kingdom of God, and we're going to be looking at that, but right now we want to tell you about our book that we have, which is, is the gospel you're being taught, the new gospel, the true gospel of Jesus Christ. And with the subtopic of, if the beginning is wrong, does that affect the ending? Good question. Um, and we know that you will find the right answer just by studying to show yourself approved or recommend able to rightly divide the word of God. But right now, we just want you to listen to this promo concerning our book. Many people today talk about Jesus Christ, but they do not understand the complexity of who he is. They talk about him, about the miracles he performed, and how you can do the same. They say to get the power of God, you need to do this or that. Have you ever asked your leaders, what does it mean to be a living soul? However, to understand the truth about Jesus Christ, you must explore him completely. Have you ever wondered why Jesus only taught about the kingdom of God? Have you ever asked about his family line? What about the connection between Jesus and Adam? Or what does it mean to be the son of God? Is my Christianity woke? Or is the church a hospital for sinners or a sanctuary for saints? This book is designed to have you become a critical thinker about the things you have been taught about the nature and person of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul tells us to study to show yourself approved unto God. Will you take the challenge to determine, is the gospel you are being taught the true gospel of Jesus Christ? Our purpose is for you to do that which Jesus did. Ask questions about your faith. You can get your copy today by going to msgccc.org. Thank you and may God continue to bless you richly. That's right, that's right. Is the gospel you being taught the true gospel of Jesus Christ? And if the beginning is wrong, does that affect the ending? That's the subtopic. And we just know that you'll be interested in those questions. And get your copy of the book, msgccc.org, or you can go to Amazon and pick it up from Amazon Books. Just type in my name, Aaron Stanberry, and you will be... Uh, awarded with that um, description <clears throat> of our book and right now we just want to you know this is something that's been you know coming up here lately about 
the original plan of God. What is the original plan? What was the original plan of God? Because we are taught that um, when Adam and the woman um, disobeyed God and ate from the fruit, ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, that that changed God's plan in some kind of way from the original plan to the redemptive plan. In other words, man now have to be redeemed for what Adam and the woman did. But what was the original plan of God that they failed to do? And because of what they did, because of their free will to disobey God, caused God's plan for man to fail. I mean, that's the only way you can look at it, that his plan failed to the point that he had to get an alternate plan of redemption in order to put things back right. And that's kind of, you know, to me, it's kind of wild that, you know, God that cannot fail actually fail <laughs> according to what we're being taught. But we have a little reading from you from our book, um, some aspects of our book and concerning the plan. And here it is. The plan. Well, then. Why does this matter? We know that all of this is within the master plan of God. Isaiah 46 10-12 is when God declared to the transgressors, those that were unrighteous, that the end was declared from the beginning. Isaiah 48 3-5 indicates that the former things were declared from the beginning and they were declared at the beginning to thee, the house of Jacob, the obstinate ones. God stated that all the things he declared came to pass. Then, how does this link to the beginning? Before we continue, there must be some background information set forward. In Luke 10:18, Jesus makes a statement that he saw Satan fall from heaven. Focusing on the context of this statement, the question arises about where was Jesus when he saw this. It is the belief of some that this was at the beginning when he was on earth as the incarnation of God, living soul, or in heaven as the male child of the woman which was placed safely on the throne of God that hid him from the dragon, Revelation 12 1-6. This was during the time of the Great War in Heaven, verses 7-9. to These things possibly happened before Adam, the living soul, was formed out the ground. You can determine which of these hypotheses, if either, you want to believe. The focus here is on the fact that Satan was cast to the earth in disgrace. The indications in both Isaiah and Revelation are that Satan, Lucifer, was cast down to the earth among the people on earth as a prisoner. This is noted in Revelation 12:12 when the hosts of heaven warned the inhabitants of the earth that the dragon was coming with great wrath in the persecution of the woman that birthed the man-child. Isaiah 14:12-20 gives us a look at what happened to Lucifer when he was cast down from heaven to the earth after the war in heaven. Many have declared this is Israel, which brought forth Jesus the Christ, the incarnation of God. However, I must caution that when the war in heaven happened, there was no Israel, because this happened in the beginning. In Genesis 2-5, we find that every plant and herb of the earth did not grow because God did not cause it to rain. My understanding of Him not causing it to rain was because there was no man to till, take care of, the ground of the earth, outside of the garden? Therefore the missing part of the activation of creation was the man. No man, no growth. We see that the man that He formed and blew Himself into became the living soul which was the most important thing God did in the creation process. The man God formed became the incarnation, manifestation, of God, his embodiment, his earth suit, that had a purpose. 
his purpose was to bring order to the chaotic earth, which was void and without form. He was to accomplish this by cultivating the environment into the nature of God. Now, when God formed the living soul out of the ground and blew the breath of life in him, he, the living soul, became full of God's life. The living soul was injected with the full nature of God. The living soul became the fullest of God that was in right standing with God. He was the righteousness of God. To be the righteousness of God, strong concordance, H6666, is to be, judge, ruler, and king of law, the righteousness of God's attributes, the righteousness in a case or cause, the truthfulness of God, righteousness as ethically right, righteousness as vindicated by God, and justification unto the salvation of God. Now the question is, who could separate the living soul from God? Therefore, who or whatever God is, the living soul must be the same and, everything God knew the living soul knew, and everything God could do the living soul could do also. What is a living soul? It is the Spirit of God that is contained within a container. In this case, the container consisted of the elements from the ground from which he was formed, while his animation was by the Spirit of God that was within him. Now, the forming of the living soul, from the ground outside of the garden, connected him to the earth and all its environments and elements. This was an exceptional act by God, in that it allowed him to establish a colony, kingdom, on earth that was in the midst of chaos. The unique thing about the living soul was that he is not only God's spirit enclosed in the container of the earth, but he is also the complete man that God needed and wanted. This is because this allowed him to fulfill his earthly duties as God's representative, caretaker. Therefore, God Almighty, who is outside of time and space made himself a visible, physical, representative, an ambassador, which was able to connect with his earthly environments and elements and with him, God, at the same time. In addition, he gave him, man, rule over all the host of things, which he, God, had previously spoken into existence. Here I must interject something. Strong's Concordance H5315 informs us that soul means that which breathes, the breathing substance or being, soul, the inner being of man. This is the same definition given about God's Spirit, H7303. Therefore, my understanding is that the Spirit of God is what He, God, blew into the man that made Him, the man, a living soul, and the living soul belongs to and is controlled by God. Therefore, there is nothing that could separate them, God and the man. Now the original purpose for the man was to till the ground of the earth that was outside of the garden. It is my understanding that that purpose never changed. Yeah, amen. No, I don't think that purpose ever changed. But anyway, um, it is noted. But before we get into this, before we actually get into this, we must first get some stuff in order. And the order is, it has been told to us that um, Genesis 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5, or really 1, 2, 3, and 4, it's kind of sort of out of out of order that um, chapter one should go after chapter four when when uh, man entered earth because and I say it for this reason because we find that in Genesis one everything God spoke everything into existence and then on the sixth day he uh, brought man on the scene in his image 
and that's what we say. And we say God, uh, we're in the image of God, uh, Genesis one twenty six. However, if we if we stay within the realms of what we're being taught, we say that Adam and the woman brought sin in the world. So if if they brought sin in the world, then that means to me that there was really no way. That they could be in that, that we could be in the image of God because they would not have been in the image of God because they sin, and the punishment from sin is death, and we and and therefore that means that something had to happen either to get them back into a right relationship with God, and therefore become all that God wanted them to be, which was the manifestation or the phys or the physical image of him and then cast that image on the rest of us so that we could be the children of God or somebody got it wrong because uh, we, we know that over in Genesis chapter 5 it said that Adam had children in his likeness and in his image so that that's a conflict right there but before we get into the plan the original plan of God we, we, uh, you have to come to grips with how you're going to uh, organize uh, this first five chapters or four chapters of um, Genesis. So if we start at, if we take the concept that Genesis 2 come before Genesis 1, let's, then we'll take a look at it and see exactly what um, what's going on. Because according to the, to the plan that um we were in genesis god god tells us that we have to um be in his we in order to be in his image we must be like him and if we're like him then we are in his image and therefore um we can you know be do the things that he do but if we're not in his image then uh, there is a problem with, with this concept. So we are going to bring this back in and see exactly what God did. So we find here in chapter 2, the beginning of chapter 2, it says, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And then it goes on to say, And on the seventh day God ended his work, which he had made and he rested on the seventh day and from from all his work which he had made and God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that in it he had rested from all the work for which he had uh, which he done for creation and we know that um, and when he finished on the seventh day he said everything was good and very good so everything was operating within accordance to what his plan was that um but we we have not gotten to the part to identify what his plan was but as we read on in genesis chapter 4 we find that it said these are the generations of the heavens and the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the heavens and the earth and every plant of the field before it was in the earth and every herb of the field before it grew 
for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth and there was no man to tilt the ground now if we stop right here where he says that he did not cause it to rain because there was no man to tilt the ground so so if we go back to Genesis 1 where he spoke everything into existence but everything that he had spoken into just existence if we want to stay in that frame of mind is that it, it was not activated it was there but it was not activated because there was no man to take care of it or to manage the earth now we're talking about outside of the earth outside of the garden now let's, let's keep this in in perspective here we're talking about outside of the garden God did not call the terrain upon the earth and did not cause things to grow on the earth because there was no man to till take care of the ground in other words God did not have a personal representative to take care of the ground of the earth so that his plan could go forth and we find as we go on we find over in um, Genesis 6 that um, there was a myth went out from the earth and the water the face of the earth and the ground and now we get into the part where he formed man uh, Gen uh, chapter verse 7 says and the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground breathed in his nostril the breath of life and man became a living soul now here is another area that's um conflictional where we say where god say he formed man from the dust of the ground and we have to remember we have to continuously remember that this is outside of the garden there was no garden at this point god had not planted a garden at this point but we see that he blew the breath of life into the man. Now that breath of life um, has been identified as being his spirit, his Holy Spirit. Some people say that. Some people say it was a, uh, the breath of life is not the spirit of God. It's another spirit that it was the spirit of man that he blew into him, which was separate from the spirit of God my understanding of it and the way i'm looking at it right now it says that he blew the breath of life into the man and man became a living soul so the breath of life is what was animating the body that was formed from the um, dust of the ground and it became a living soul and as we mentioned in the reading a living soul is the um environment and the elements of the earth that encase a spirit the spirit of God which is the breath of life however you want to look at it that's up to you but to me spirit of uh, breath of life is the spirit of God which is everything God is uh, because God don't operate in partiality but it goes on to say that um, and the Lord God planted a garden in Eastwood in Eden and there he put the man now here's another interesting thing and I, I mentioned this in the book um, early on that the garden was not eaten the garden was in the eastward of Eden it was a he planted a garden in the eastward of Eden which was a, the east eastward portion of 
Eden was where he planted the garden. The whole Eden was not the whole garden, okay? The whole garden was not uh, Eden. It was just a piece of Eden that was in the um, um, eastward corner of uh, there. And there he planted the man. Now, I did in the book, I did, uh, I looked up the word eastward in the book, and in the book it means uh, ancient times. So you can play with that any way you want to. Get your scrum concordance, look in the scrum concordance, and it'll tell you that the word east would mean ancient time before time uh, beginning. So um, however you want to look at it. But the way I perceived that or looked at that was that when he planted the garden and put the man in it, he put him in a time before or at the beginning of everything. Now, um, putting them in the beginning of everything. So now we find that uh, immediately after he plants the garden and uh, placed the man in him, then in verse 9 it says, Out of the ground, God make the Lord God to grow grow every tree that was pleasant to the eye, pleasant to the sight, and good for food. And the tree, the tree of knowledge, the tree of life, and also in the midst of the garden, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now we find here in the garden. Now you have to remember again. I have to reiterate this a lot. Is that you got the outside of the garden and you got the inside of the garden. Man's original purpose was to take care of the outside of the garden to come to, to cultivate the outside of the garden not to stay inside of the garden i know many of us teach many people teach that man was placed in the garden and that's where he was supposed to stay for the duration of eternity stay right there in the garden but that that within itself creates a lot of problems because um then he wouldn't have been able to do the purpose of taking if you would have kept the garden if you would have stayed in the garden then he wouldn't have been able to do the things that he needed to do outside of the garden where um according to the word of god it was void and without form his job was to take that voidness and that, un and that which was in form and cultivate it into um the kingdom of god because that's what happened when god when god uh, um formed a man out of the dust of the dust of the ground and blew the breath of life into he then established a foothold on earth and that's just something that, that you need to be aware of that god uh, original purpose or his original plan was to establish a kingdom on earth as it is in heaven and, and where we find that at is, is very uh interesting because if we um, go over to Matthew chapter 6, we find that um, what God tells us within the Lord's Prayer right there itself. It says in Matthew chapter 6, um, let me find a place here. It says uh, when the, when the um, disciples asked him, how do we play? How, how should we pray? Pray. And he says that right here in verse 10 of um, Matthew 6, God says this. He says, um, and let's start at verse 9. He said, After this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, 
thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven so our job uh, our purpose was to cultivate the earth and to a suitable place for the kingdom of God to come that's what our purpose was or is because I don't think our purpose has changed our purpose was to prepare a place for God's kingdom to come to earth so that he could establish residence here on earth in fact that's what Jesus said uh, that's what John the Baptist said when uh, when he came and even Jesus said he said the kingdom of God is at hand over in Matthew chapter uh, 4 17 Jesus said repent for the kingdom of God is at hand that meant that the kingdom of God when he arrived was at hand and accessible to those for whom he had chosen from the foundation of the earth uh, from John chapter 17 in fact um, that's what he told Pilate when Pilate asked him are you a king and he said that he said you say I'm a king and for this cause I was born that the truth may go forward and that those who know the truth would understand and the truth is that he is the Messiah the king of heaven and earth and that was the purpose for us here on earth was to lay the foundation for him to come and take his rightful place as king and priest of God here on planet earth and that's what um, we did we did exactly what's supposed to be done I know some of us say that man this is a messed up place now uh, and things just is so out of whack and we just don't know what to do but the primary purpose of us being here is to prepare a place for the kingdom of God as Jesus said it was at hand now everybody is not going to get in the kingdom and that's a whole nother story when it comes down to the separation between the children of God and the children of the devil which is a whole nother world a whole nother series to talk about but uh, if you get the book you can get the book and get a general understanding of where we going with that but right now the purpose of man the original purpose of God for man was to uh, cultivate the earth so that his kingdom which is the invisible the invisible realm of uh, his creation to manifest itself here on earth and if you read Revelation that's going to happen because everything God declared come to pass and he declared that heaven will be here on earth and but those on the inside will go to everlasting life and those on the outside will go to everlasting punishment so in the end God's original plan gonna happen but it never stopped happening um, we talk about that how um, his plan he had to do an alternative because of the fall of Adam and Eve but if he had to do an alternative if you really think about that if God had to come up with a alternative plan to his original plan then that means his original plan failed which is impossible because God can't fail there's nothing that God can do that failed so um, if you're a proponent of 
the purpose of man is to be redeemed from sin well okay but that was not that's not the original plan of God the original plan of God which is still in effect is that the earth which was void and without form be cultivated into his kingdom and that is what is happening and that is what's going to happen in the end and we will be right back after this
to survive that's right and that's talking about the children of God we need to come to an understanding of who we are in him and what our purpose is it is to spread the kingdom of God not by trying to persuade people and everything uh, uh, from that atmosphere just doing what we're supposed to be doing and being who we are his children and because of that, we will draw people unto him. Because Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. So we don't have to go out trying to persuade people or trying to convict people. All we have to do is live our lives as children of God, praying and seeking God. Because he said in his word that the world would know who we are by the way we treat one another and they can then say those are the children of the almighty god paul tells us to study to show ourselves approved workmen able rightly to divide 
the word of God, this brother Stanberry, and we are glad to have been with you on this here. And just remember now that the purpose, God's original purpose for man, did not fail. It is continuous, day in and day out, and it has been from the beginning until today, until it ends. Because Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today and forever. God bless until we meet again.